It starts with an idea, then it's all about action. We're asking the hustlers, the action dreamers, the entrepreneurs, how to make it all possible. But this is all about keeping it real. Not everything is picture perfect, and we want to know about the struggle and the many sleepless nights that it takes to bring a business to life. They say we learn through our mistakes. Well, we're asking the experts so you don't have to. This is Commercial Free. Welcome to the first episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. In this week's episode, we speak with Steve Watts, who is the co-founder of the Shark Tank Sensation Slide Handboards. Join us as we speak about how Slide Handboards started and what it took to get a finished product into customers' hands. Can you give us a little background about yourself and what you do with Slide Handboards? Cool. Um, so, started Slide back in, uh, well, actually, I mean, it's been something that's been, um, I wanted to do uh since i was about 15 or 16 mm -hmm. um probably even before that i wanted to start a company but actually the idea of of starting a handboard company um when i was like as about that age i guess um i mean we had always used handboards so just you know it just seemed like such a cool thing to do mm -hmm. um and so you know i mean it, it's it was obviously like when I was 16, it was 1993. So like that's aging a bit, but like nonetheless, it was, um, uh, it, it was not as easy to start a company back then. Um, and actually still isn't easy, but for a different reason. It's easy to start it, but you kind of uh, in a crowded field, but, um, you know, so it got to about, uh, I would say, um, 2007 2008 and i decided like you know this is the time to start it and and i always wanted to do it and i wanted to do it specifically actually in venice beach california and i ended up um kind of making my way there uh that's a that's a, a, a different story for a different time but um i ended up in in venice beach and uh, i knew that i wanted to do completely online, um, which very few people were doing at the time. Um, I, you know, I, I knew a few, uh, it was, it was really difficult to get into surf shops. I, I guess around that time was when the, the surf era was just like, you know, it was, everybody was, um, doing really well at that time. So getting into surf shops was actually quite difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, and also it was a completely new, um, sport that a lot of people had, and even though there was, there was, a core group of people that had were always doing it, you know, Hawaiians and Australians and like, and South Africans and, and, um, and Californians specifically, but, you know, for the, for the majority of people that they'd never seen that handboard before. And so it was, it was a difficult sell for, um, any, any kind of store owner to take in. And if I, I knew a couple of the guys personally that like, you know, did me a solid and, and put them in, in stores around Venice Beach. Um, but really, I knew the only way to really do it was to tell the story through a website, be able to tell that story and and sell them directly online, which is exactly what we started doing back in. Uh, I think we the, the site was live in about 2010. Um, so it goes back almost, well, 10 years today is our, uh, this, this year is our, actually at the end of last year was our um, 10 year anniversary. Um, that, that is kind of the start of slide. And then um, 
what I do is is mostly uh, just design side of things. Um, you know, product. I'm a product designer by trade. I went to that's what I, I went to university for, and and um, and so kind of mixing that with um, with graph a lot of graphic design. That um, you know, because being a surf brand, it's very kind of visual orientated so uh, you know all the stuff that comes out is, is stuff that I do and then um, uh, Ange my wife she does most of the boring stuff which is all the uh, accounting and uh, it's kind of like a full family thing her aunt does all our um, our aunt Joyce does all our customer service and then um, Michelle who's been with us now almost nine years she does all our social media and then uh her dad does the accounting mm -hmm. and um so yeah it's, it's kind of like a family thing and and it's um i like to keep it that way um i mean you know we we definitely we have a lot of different people working um less like full-time on on stuff like uh forget what you call them but anyway they're like um you know just people that we have um mentors and and different different people that are involved in the company but those are the core um our core kind of group is 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 very close if not like michelle's pretty much family at this point um if not direct family that's, so. that's awesome i love how it's family oriented and i remember um when you guys actually went on shark tank in 2016 the first the first person uh i communicated with was uh, Michelle and she was the yeah. one who helped me get uh, set up into uh, the ambassador program. And I remember uh, getting the handwritten note from my uh, first order with you guys. <laughs> we, I remember me, my, my brother ordered the, the hipster board and uh, I got the carbon fiber one and we took him out to the beach. I think that like weekend we, we got them, probably the best, uh, weekend we ever had oh, that's awesome it's, you know that honestly um you know you can do business for a lot of different reasons you know make money or rate good or, or whatever but it, there really is nothing better than you, you suddenly when you get stories like yourself and and you know we're going to dylan um you know dylan biggest wedding and i mean we've known him since he was he was 13 Mm -hmm. now, now the kids getting married like it's crazy um you know and all that little this crew of um of kids that we've watched grow up and and um you know in some small way you you make somebody's you either change somebody's life or you make you know a day a little bit better i'm I, you know i remember one particular story where this guy was saying like you you guys made me look like heroes in front of my kids because I could ride this wave all the way in and like you know it's 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 things like that like I said you you, you go to work every day for for different reasons but in the end you know it's really to kind of make a small difference in somebody else's um, world that really does make you kind of keep getting up in the morning I think. That's that's really what it's all about. Like yeah. that's what that's why we started Brennancast, just because we absolutely love content creation and marketing and just trying different things and seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Exactly. Why. yeah. Yeah. But I am so I am very curious about how you got into the surf scene. 
how I got into the surfing, I've been surfing since I was a kid. So uh, it was, you know, I, I would go down, I taught myself to surf um, probably when I was, uh, well, okay, going, going even further back, um, <laughs> when, when I say surfing, I mean actually stand-up surfing. Um, I, 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 I started to stand-up surf when I was about 10 or 11, and then, um, but before that, you know, where slide actually comes from is me and my brother used to, we used to back in the, back in the late eighties, early, well, I guess late mid, mid, mid eighties to late eighties. Um, we used to, you would get these styrofoam and the styrofoam, you know, it's an awful product now, but like you basically used to be able to buy these little boogie boards that are like on the, on the street or like vendors at the beach would, would sell these got awful styrofoam boards and they used to break and you you know you'd find pieces of them that's so bad because I, I assume most of it's still lying around somewhere on some beach but nonetheless we we would um, we would use those broken pieces to as like little like just put them on your hand when we were body surfing or we'd use frisbees or pretty much anything like a flip-flop would work too and so, you know, we would use those to to body surf the waves because, you know, body surfing is awesome, but like, unless you're really, really good at it, you know, we were like just kids. We were like, you know, five, six, seven. Um, and my mom would be down at the beach with us and like, she would just let us run wild and we would do all sorts of different things. And so like, you know, we, we weren't, we weren't by any means like, you know, Mark Cunningham in the in the waves. We were just trying to get away as far as we could, and so we were using these little things on our hands to try to get that extra bit of um, juice out of the wave. And so, kind of that's where that's where my love of the ocean. So I kind of I I give credit to my mom for taking us down to the beach. I, I feel like it was more just to get us out the house and get her out of our hair, but like <laughs> us, us out of her hair. But you know, it was. We, I spend a, a, a large majority, and in fact, a lot of the memories I have are on Cape, on Haupei Beach, which is the, the beach that um, it's like a little bay I grew up in Cape Town. And um, the, the vast majority of my, my childhood memories are, are from being on a beach and learning just, you know, about the ocean, swimming in it all the time. I mean, it's freezing down there, like super super cold because it has a um, has the south pole currents coming up and so you get it's literally like ice water but we would spend hours in the water like it didn't bother us at all and um and so that's where my first kind of love of being at the beach all the time and and i am always constantly trying to get to the beach it doesn't matter where i am i'm like i i have to be close to the ocean like it's just something that draws me i don't know what it is but it just um well i obviously do know what it is it's i spent my life being around it and so it's, i don't feel home without it and then as as i grew older it was especially in the 90s it was kind of like short board or die and and so you know obviously like you were all everybody was always handboarding but it was always something that you know We'd go to the beach, you'd surf all day, and then you'd kind of get soldered out and, and just go and play in the waves and, like, take your little handgun that you'd made it, like, wood shop or whatever, down to the beach as well. And so um, that's kind of, like, I literally spent our entire um, summer holidays, um, which for us is December. Um, we would spend, like, three months down at the beach. Like, the, the, that would be it. Like, 
that's all we did. We would just be up and down the, like the boulevard, like either surfing. If it was kind of crap surfing, then we would uh, then we would just chill. <laughs> try to try to try to meet girls. <laughs> okay, so that's that's where your love for surfing um, was born, and and handboarding as well, and bodyboarding. Um, so. I, we were watching uh, your intro video on the website, on the slide website, and you kind of go through the story of how the idea was born. Um, but how, how did you actually bring it, like brought it to life um, when you first had the idea? You know, start, like I said, starting any, any, any business is super difficult. It's, it got easier mid 2000, just with the advent of like, um, you know, e-com marketing and, and platforms like even before that it was really like Anesh you knew how to code and, and start a website and I actually essentially taught myself how to code you know to build a website so that I mean I'm, I'm terrible at it but like I really actually enjoy it it's, it's like a puzzle to me but it, it's super fun but you know it's gotten a lot easier with Shopify and and uh, and the Squarespace and uh, the Squarespaces of the world so it's really um how I started right in the beginning, it was, it was, I, I knew that I needed to be able to pay for the first round of boards. And so I was actually teaching surfing on Santa Monica beach. Mm-hmm. And um, I was constantly, basically all the, all the money that I made towards that. I mean, I was single, just living in a, in an apartment um, with three friends. Um, and so wasn't paying too much rent. So that was cool. What didn't go towards partying went towards creating the, the first prototypes um, and in you know with with handboards that you the prototypes you just get some foam and you prototype it out you know you uh, so I'd always have to find some place to shape a prototype out so I didn't leave dust everywhere for my roommates and stuff but nonetheless like that was and also obviously prototypes for I found a guy in Huntington Beach who would make the strap for me I, I you know because I was I knew how to sketch. I knew how to create 3D models from from university and uh, and all the Adobe programs. I was really one step ahead on on creating that kind of stuff, like the the digital stuff. Or um, you know, and I knew like even back like you know. 15 years ago, we were using CNC machines, not CNC, but uh, 3D printing machines uh, for staff at school, like, you know, 3D printing models. So, you know, all that stuff came simple to me, but like the um, the thing that like we, I really needed was money to actually get, you know, because obviously we were going to go overseas. Um, I spent a huge amount of time trying to find somebody here um, in California to be able to make the board. <laughs> But there just wasn't anybody that was firstly willing to take a chance that was doing um, uh, any any kind of mass production. <laughs> there wasn't anything that I, unless I wanted a plastic handle, which I didn't, I wanted it to be exactly like it was a surfboard. Um, foam core with, you know, an outer shell of some sort. Like that's how I wanted them made. I didn't want them to be, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like, you know, a, a an injection molded plastic, especially if you're doing, um, you know, kind of recycled plastics and stuff. I think that's a great idea. 
but at that time that wasn't that wasn't even feasible and honestly the plastic would have just been uh, raw plastic and I just didn't want that and so I looked everywhere that I could for for somebody to be able to manufacture these and we were doing a few hand shaped ones but what somebody actually told me right in the beginning was I thought because these are so small this will be super easy to make and fun and I took it to the first shaper that I took to took it to was just like this is this will take me forever to make because it's my 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 tooling isn't set up for the small boards it's set up for larger stuff and so it was actually costing me more to make a small board than it was almost a, a surfboard and so yeah that's that's kind of I knew I needed money to get the production running and so when I was teaching surfing I met a I met a guy named Russell who I was just telling about you know I was super passionate about it as you need to be with any any um, business and to get people involved and he was just like tell me more and I was just like talk to zero off about it. and he's like I, I like he was just like are you like looking for a partner or something? Like, I mean, just out of the blue. And, and I was just like, hell yeah, why not? And he was just like, cool, let's let's chat. And it took forever because Russ, Russ is like, he'll be the first to tell you he like, uh, he doesn't respond to emails or, or texts that well. But nonetheless, I hounded him for about two months. And finally, we ended up meeting up in Venice Beach at a, at a bar. And he was just like, so... What do we what do we need to get this going? Because you know he immediately just saw like what a cool like company this could make, and so you know he was he was pretty much in from the minute. Like he had actually hadn't even seen a board; it was more kind of stoked on my stoke, I guess. <laughs> so that's I, that's a very long winded way of of um, answering your question, but um, that's kind of the the abbreviated version of how it went down. And listen, I love the story. I think it's a really cool one. And and the passion that comes through you when you're speaking of it, it's it's wonderful. It gets anybody engaged in in, in the in the conversation and the story and in the company. Like now I now I just want to go online and, and purchase a board and teach myself how to handle <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Commercial Free. We are really excited to have you join us on this crazy adventure as we learn about the world of entrepreneurship from experts all around the globe. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review as it helps spread the voice of small business owners and entrepreneurs.